This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and that is the second time I have said that today. Actually, I wonder if I've said my name is Logan more than that. I don't know if I've introduced myself to anyone. That is not important because I don't have to introduce myself to this fine gentleman. It's Jerson. Hello, Jerson. Hello. I'm glad to be back, and we got a, a crazy game to talk about today. Yep, it is a post-react uh, for Charlotte FC versus Orlando's Divers. I mean, Orlando City. Uh, it, uh, look, I know that's a cheap shot. I know that's a low blow. I know that that's the equivalent of, oh, I don't know, a defender touching my shoulder and my rolling on the ground for five minutes. Uh, but since Orlando did that a lot, I don't feel that necessary or I don't feel that it's required I should hold back. Jerson, I mean, do you think I should I should hold back on my acting or? Man, honestly, you should win an Oscar alongside <laughs> this whole team for the amazing um, show that we did today because that was insane what we witnessed. Yep. It's, 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 it was like watching Neymar play in his heyday, you know? Okay, now that's that's a statement. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to rein it back in a little bit. Neymar in his heyday, come on. All right, it was, honestly, it was a lot of fun. This one was uh, earlier in the year, I specifically hopped on a podcast and I said essentially the following statement. If we're going to be bad at defending, I would rather us be a team like the Premier League's Brighton, who is a fluid, interesting attack that creates interesting chances, who goes out and, and makes the game fun to watch. And yes, they give up roughly two XG in every single game, but they score four. So... Even when they don't score four and they lose, you still had all of these interesting moments to to enjoy and and watch and have a good time at the game with. The slow paced, uh, uh, Pochettino, park the bus. To, well, not Pochettino. Uh, Jose Mourinho, park the bus. Football just kills me. I hate that. And and that's what I got today. I got the high octane, high action. I'm actually in a weirdly positive mood, despite the fact that we let a stupid goal in to give this one uh, back to a tie. I loved watching this game. In our chat, I was just sitting there going, this is electric. This is fun. And for the 10,000 or so fans uh, who, who made it out, one, y'all are the real ones. And two... I'm glad you guys got a show for going to stand out in the rain. Uh, should we get into crowns and cards? And Jerson, do you want to do crowns or cards first? Uh, let's go ahead and do crowns first. I like the great moments, of course. Okay. Uh, I am going to do... Do we want to do one or two crowns? I'm flip-flopping. Uh, I think we should just stick with one crown just because we did it. If if they would have scored two goals, then... Done two crowns. Then but... we could have done two crowns. Yeah, they only got one goal. We <laughs> oh. can only give away one crown. Uh, my crown is going to go to a player that I think des deserves to get called out in a good way, and I don't think it's his performance is going to to come across this way to everyone. So I'm using my platform to say something. Uh, I'm going to give my crown to Ben Bender. I know that there will be people who listen to the pod and say, "Ah, Logan gave another crown to Ben Bender." I don't think Ben Bender had a world-changing performance in this game. What I think he had is a step-up performance from what he had four days ago. Ben Bender has not traditionally been a right-sided player, and he has been given a lot of space and clearly been told, and I did ask Christian Latanzio about this, 
and he confirmed that he has been asking Ben Bender to run at Defenders. He said he's been working with Christian Fuchs specifically to learn how to run from the, the outside at a Defender. And he's been told he's got the freedom to go do this and to go do it. Learn how to be a winger on the right side. Learn the skills you need. Learn how to cross on your right. Be able to cut inside. Learn how to beat a man. And these are all really good skills that will make Ben Bender a better player for Ben Bender's sake, right? For the development of a player. And what I saw from Ben Bender today was inside of four days, he went from somebody who put in a functional performance out on the right to somebody who was attacking his defender. He was getting the ball at his feet in space, and he wasn't just looking for the clever long ball pass. He wasn't looking for the game breaking over the top ball. He was looking at his defender and said, I'm having you today, buddy. That's Ben Bender doing that, right? That's not like our most confident. That's not Enzo Capetti rocking up and saying, I'm a world beater and I'm going to run you over. Good for him. Because that confidence, that ability to take on a man, to go after the opportunities, and yes, he has a few moments today where he could have done better, but we have literally everyone on this team could have done better in a few moments today. Um, I like seeing development, and that is a player I think has a lot of of greatness in his boots, and Christian Latanzio appears to as well, since in the presser he said that he thinks that uh, Ben Bender could have a future in the uh, United States men's national team if he continues to progress. I love progression. And I think progression deserves to get shouted out just as much as a, a finished product. So for the development on the right and for a decent game, uh, here's a crown for you, Ben Bender. Jerson, how, how much is my bias showing? Uh, well, let's be honest about this. Um before we hopped on this you know that they didn't see much of him but then you know i was obviously in the opposite side of the majority of the game that he played so it's kind of hard to really focus on the big details and stuff like that um i think that you make a good point about the growth i think that putting a player outside of his natural position is always going to be something challenging especially from a starting a on the 11 and I think he's done a good job. Uh, I wouldn't say he did an amazing job to stand out, but of course, you you never said that that's what you're giving him his crown for. Um, but you know, there's always those players that do the the dirty work that often go unseen, and I think that he definitely did a good job today, especially focusing on on that defense and going back to the players. Uh, you might be a little biased. I'm not gonna lie to you, Logan, but. In good ways, in good ways, of course. I, you know, I would, I would call you out if it was, if it was opposite. But I think he had a very solid game, and showing growth is, is really great. You know, this is kind of what Charlotte C is known for for playing players outside their natural positions. You know, I feel like I saw Jones as a striker several times today. Um, oh my god! <laughs> not to. <laughs> But, we're gonna but, have yeah. we're gonna have so much to talk about with Jones at, at the like follow up striker position today. It was real interesting, Logan. But no, yes, um, well deserved crown uh, for Ben today. Um, good game, and can't wait to see the the final product of what it, it, he becomes as a right winger. Of course, yeah, he's got a long way to go in his game, and I hope that he can get there for his sake and for Charlotte FC's sake. As for now. Let's hop ahead and go to your crown, Jerson. Who who popped out to you tonight? 
Well, Logan, if you are a Ben Bender bias, I am definitely an Enzo Copetti bias individual here. And you know this. I've talked to you so many times about how I feel about him. I, um, wait, wait. I, I have to ask, is it because of his amazing ability to get a yellow card? All the time, is, of course. Is it his yellow card technique that, hey, that sells it? <laughs> he has the dog in him. That's what I like to say. <laughs> no, but I think that he definitely deserved it just because of the moment. Um, I feel like was something that he needed um obviously he didn't start but i had a poll with um some of my buddies right before the game started and and we all said as soon as we saw that lineup and we saw that he was in the bench we said i bet you right now he's gonna come in the game and he's gonna be the he's gonna make the difference uh, i'm not saying that he made a huge difference but scoring the goal was definitely really important and was right there right in front of him whenever he celebrated that goal the way he lifted up his jersey letting letting people know that i am here um mm -hmm. and what did his shirt say ever give up yeah so you know like that moment right there i was like wow okay this is special he needed that this moment especially in front of the uh the people the ones that came here and supported the game while being drenched in rain for two hours uh, that was his moment, and I give him the crown for that. It was a, it was an, it was an amazing thing to be part of, especially because, like I said, he, he ran up right in front of me, you know, right in front of me, my family, my people. We were there, watching this man celebrate something that he needed, and yeah. You know, you know what's funny is it reminds me of, uh, way back last year, I went down to watch uh, Charlotte FC play a cup game. And I cannot remember. It was like, uh, it was the Greenville Triumph, I think they played. <laughs> but I was in the stands and mm -hmm. I got to see, actually, I think it was Harrison Awful who slid in. This is like T.D. Ortiz made a pass. Mm -hmm. I mean, were, this is early days of Charlotte FC, right? Yeah. And Harrison Awful slid in at the back post and tapped a goal in. And just like you were talking about, he ran like right up to my face, just like, let's go. <laughs> and I remember how powerful and, and amazing that moment is. And it, it's it's so cool. I love this game. I love that we can be this close to the professionals, right? You can you can see the best players in North America right there celebrating live, getting all of that joy and all of that feeling. I, I do think it just him coming on today was a success for him. He, this is a guy who's been riddled with injury and not you know, minor injuries, significant career threatening injuries. Josh posted in the chat and I rather enjoyed that. Um, it was somewhat ironic that, you know, Orlando FC has been Orlando SC has been diving this whole time. <laughs> and at the moment anyone gets touched, they just fall to the ground yeah. and they lose a penalty to, to the infamous Charlotte FC. <laughs> if you touch me in the box, I will go flailing down. Yeah. I, I do. I will say I watched it back laughing, going, ha, Enzo Capetti finally bought a penalty. Finally, because they never give it to him. I, I will say I actually think this one was a penalty. I think they put their legs between his legs and it and it trips him up. I think it's probably a fair pen. Uh, but it was just so, so hysterical to see the diving team get hit by the diver. Uh, it was probably the most important thing I can say about him is that he looked fit. He looked hungry, and he absolutely just bottom cornered that penalty because the the keeper went the right way because it was yeah. on your side, wasn't it? You were right there. So Galese went to towards the left, and he was really close to getting it too. Yeah. But you know that that just shows like 
precision that that um, Copetti had with that shot because he knew exactly where to put it on one centimeter off and it's going to hit the post, right? Yep. So he was he being, did it. Yeah. Being that accurate and being and being able to hit the ball that hard and that low really does make it unsavable. And if you can do that every time, you're going to score almost every yep. penalty. Uh, so really, really impressive penalty take from him. Good fight. Good hunger. Uh, he wasn't on the pitch that long. I look forward to seeing him come back in a mm. in a position where he can show that he can do 90 minutes. Uh, but I'd rather see him eased back for now. Yeah. Uh, either, either way, I think he's a deserved call out. Obviously, we did not win this game. So Fortunately. we are definitely going to do a couple of cards. I think there were a number of performances that weren't great. I don't think there were many bad performances so kind of like our uh our cards in the last one i think these are going to be a little soft but i think they deserve some talking points and i'm going to go ahead and call out christian kalina and i'm going to call out christian kalina because as much as i am a defender of ben bender defender of bender how have i been doing this for two years and never got those words together maybe i have i don't know um as much as i am a, a ben bender stan as the kids say the the Christian Kalina thing, I have actively been someone who has sat down and said, this guy's not perfect, but I don't think you're going to get much better in the MLS. I am starting to see a crack in Christian Kalina that's starting to get me. <laughs> and it's, it is worthy of a card. Uh, this guy... I genuinely believe he has such a high rate of success in one-on-ones where the attacking player has the ball that he is using it as a crutch. And he is, he is using that knowledge that, oh, well, I'll probably, or I might win the 1v1 as a reason to not be an aggressive front-footed keeper. This is a team, especially in the last two games, that plays in an absurdly high line. We, play, we are playing high-press, dynamic, attacking <laughs> football. And if you cannot come out of your box, if you cannot come out of your six and move people out of the way to claim that ball, you are going to get scored on. I mean, it's, it's just the way it is. There are too many times now where all it takes from Christian Kalina is committing to going forward, grabbing the ball, and leveling another player and sometimes it's his own player and like I, I i don't necessarily mean i want him to hit opposing players i want him to show that if anyone anyone gets between him and the ball they are hitting the floor and that's how you keep yourself safe as a keeper that's how you keep your defenders safe right because if people don't think they can get any joy from you they don't go flying into your defenders it, it it's it's a mentality that this space is mine. And if he can make the decision and get the momentum and go out and cut out danger before the attacking player gets the ball, I think Charlotte FC gives up three goals less in the past two games. Maybe that's, that's a bit excessive. I think, I think they give up two goals less in the past two games. I think there's a goal in each of these that Christian, or Christian Kalina had the ability to leave his space and go be strong, go claim. And he didn't claim either of them, and he gets beat on both of them. And 
that's not to say he didn't succeed in 1v1s because there's another example in the last game where he su succeeds saving an incredible 1v1. But just because you're good at it, it cannot be your crutch. You have to go and protect your space. Oh, sorry, I needed to get that off my chest. I okay. may have rambled. It's okay, it's uh, okay. How do, you, how do you feel about Christian Kalina? I think he had a... It's hard, it's hard to talk about it because I know like you're hitting all of these great points that obviously make sense. I just feel like compare, compared to how many chances we had to how many chances Orlando had, it's hard to like really point out because he had some good stops, um, mm -hmm. but obviously he didn't can see what he's lacking on and one of the things that i noticed a lot especially when he was he was in our side is that whenever he they're put they put a lot a little bit of pressure on him he is bad with the ball on his foot yes. um and that I mean, yeah he, he seems to be getting a little better but it's not great no <laughs> it's i'm pretty sure great. i'm pretty sure he whenever there was like they're putting a little pressure on him and he just kicked it and it went straight to another like a orlando player and i was like whoa I'm like I'm noticing all of these little flaws, and obviously, people fall in love with the moments, right? Mm -hmm. um, if they fall in love with the amazing saves that he's had, they talk about how amazing this player is. But really, when you sit here and really start to focus on on the player's game and see all his defects, it's like really wide opening. And that was one of the moments that I had today because I was just paying attention closely, and I was like, "Oh, I don't like how he did that. Oh, this 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 doesn't feel like he's a confident." goalie especially with the ball on his foot that doesn't make me feel good about it i mean if i was pep guardaloa no that's that's one of the main reasons why whenever he, he he went into city he changed a lot right yeah so i don't know i, I think that you're definitely right to to put him or into your card today let's say that a goal that they scored wasn't called offsides um, he didn't do a good job at closing the box up to the striker. Um, by the way, that's something that we should talk about um, on another on another day. Would it technically be an offside if it touched Malanda? No, uh, I believe, and and I'm probably gonna have somebody correct me, and mm -hmm. that's okay because I don't know everything. Um, I believe it is not an offside just because it it ricochets off someone. I believe it has to be played by that person. Uh, okay, okay. So much, much the same way, like a keeper yeah. can technically handle the ball if it gets ri if it ricochets off someone. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, okay. Whereas if it's played back to the keeper, then the keeper has can't pick it up. Yeah, there are definitely moments in, within the game that I was like, well, maybe, uh, I don't know, and that was one of Which, them. By but... the way, that was a moment from Melanda. He was he had no good options, and he picked probably the best one, and that was to try and play an offside trap. And somehow did it. And don't sure get me did. wrong, if that doesn't work, we're all sitting there going, why did Milanda try and play an offside trap? He should have just tried. But you know it's what? It worked. So Real risky, real risky, but he did it. And it was, if you really, if, when you look at the replay, it's like, wow, this is like a centimeter type of difference here. So yeah, good on him. Yeah. So let's go ahead into your uh, card. I think that, that we have gone on about Kalina enough. Yeah, my card um, will go to one specific play, and it's going to be, I'm just going to give it to whoever was in that box at that moment, whenever that cross, an indirect cross, 
went and it just went by. I'll, I'll blame the whole team, actually. That moment should have never happened. It took the air out of the whole stadium. You know, we were all happy. We were all enjoying that moment. How, Logan? How, how are we all going to get bunched up? Yeah, Allow I, our goal to go in. I feel like it's, it's a card for concentration. Okay. Like, um, it is something that you should never get beat down the, down the middle in tennis if you're playing doubles. That's just like a, a general rule. You should always have somebody who's claiming that space, and you have to be aggressive down the middle. The same thing is true of this. In this particular situation, I believe it's Andrew Privet isn't aggressive, who also didn't have a great game today. Um, didn't have a, a howler, but again, not a great game from him. Um, it's Adilson Melanda, who is not aggressive, is not jumping up and saying, this is mine. It's not Christian Kalina, who could have gone through all of them and claimed that ball very easily. Jumping up and saying, this is mine. It's it's a number of people, and I believe it's those three. It might not be Andrew. I'm think, pretty sure it's Melanda. I think I... Yeah, it might have been Burn. Burn. Yeah, Burn yeah. was in there, yeah. Um, it's a bunch of people going, mm, I'm not quite right. I won't deal with it. Instead of a bunch of people going, I have the opportunity to deal with this. Mm. And it's not a good look. It's not a good look for Charlotte FC. It's really, really frustrating. I think I actually saw Christian Latanzio on the sideline do the arm motion of flipping a table. Like whether or not, whether or not that was just like <laughs> an Italian expression of disbelief or yeah. whether or not he actually just mentally imagined grabbing and flipping a table. I don't know. I will, I will say he was very, he was very not poetic. not the right word. Diplomatic about it in the presser. But when we left the presser, I had the opportunity to shake his hand for a moment and you know, you could see him shaking his head and he said, just very honestly, we should have won this game. Sure. And, and you could see in that moment that he can say, well, you know, things happen on the field and Christian Latanzio believes that ball should not have gone in the back of the net. So I imagine that whole defense, the yeah. uh, everything is getting an earful out of, out of this one they are gonna run laps logan i promise you and you know <laughs> i think it's i think it's i think it's just it's, it's a really bad look on us because of the just the fact that we played we played our game like this was one of the games that we took complete control we had yep. a majority of the possession majority of passes i remember whenever they showed it on the screen i think that they um orlando only had like i don't know like 50 and we had like 190 or something like that and that yep. like we we attacked every single way possible. We just couldn't convert. But it's just it's crazy that for such a good game and how the people are here supporting you, this should have been like our our win here at the bank, right? But it's just a silly silly mistake, and that shouldn't be shown. Like I, the team has or, grown. No. Yeah, it's it's definitely a new look for the team. Just, just where we are is definitely a new look. And like I said, when I came in, I'm happy with it. I want yeah. this team to be an attacking, dynamic, interesting team, and we are now. Assuming we continue to play that way, we are. Because we thought that we saw that, that lineup and that methodology against LA, who we knew wasn't going to come to us. Now we've seen it in another game against somebody else. And Orlando sat back a little bit too, but, but two games in a row... 
you know, I, I think we start to see a little bit more. I think it just leaves a sour taste in your mouth. Can we yeah. can we just say that that moment just left a sour taste? Yeah. I will. I will. Uh, before we do the final wrap ups, I will give a brief update on Brecht uh, Diagata. This is not official. This is from walking through the tunnel <clears throat> and seeing Brecht leave, and just overhearing a conversation with him and Christian Latanzio. So uh, he has not gone for a scan yet. He has not been assessed properly by medical professionals. This is just a very brief conversation between him and Christian Latanzio that was outside of the locker room. And uh, Latanzio walked up to him and he said, uh, how are you feeling, man? And he had a big smile on his face. And he said, actually, quite good. I think I stopped at the right time. So whether or not that is a player who, like all of us in our <coughs> playing days, it just wants to play the game and isn't really paying attention to his body or whether or not that is a, you know, a veteran who's paying very close attention to his body and knew he needed to stop either way. That's positive, right? That, that brief interaction that was genuine. It was honest. It wasn't in front of all the microphones. That's a positive interaction. He didn't come out of the dressing room limping with like dread on his face. He came out smiling, which by the way, I'm calling in now. I think Christian Latanzio really likes Brecht Diagora. I think if he's fit, he's starting. Uh, just just great to hear uh, thoughts on, on Brecht. I think that that's really good news. Um, once again, just how we talked about the last game, he definitely is a difference maker while he's on the field, um, which we saw small little bits of him at the beginning of the game before he left with the injury. So it's just def it's definitely a good feeling to know that we might, you know, obviously nothing's official, but from that, that small interaction, we hope that he should be good to continue. We obviously, we have some key games coming up um, if we want to clinch this playoff um, position, but he, you know, he's somebody that we need to have in that, that um starting eleven if we want to bring that difference to the game. I feel like or I wouldn't say that our attack slowed down immediately, but closer towards like the thirty five to forty minute. It, definitely you, you, you can be honest, it slowed down immediately. <laughs> <laughs> he came out of that game yeah. and not not to rag on uh, actually no, we have a crowns and cards thing for a reason we will talk about this on wednesday there you go this is why we have this this there setup so what there what we we're go. going to do before we go down the rabbit hole on our thoughts is we're going to go into our final final thoughts for today so as ever you have two sentences what are your final thoughts for charlotte fc versus orlando final thoughts let's see um we played well this is something we say in peru a lot we played Amazing, but we ended like we always do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, my final thoughts are going to echo Christian Latanzio's, and I'm going to do my best imitation of his head shake, and I'm going to say we should have won that game. That's and on that, uh, if you've decided to spend your time with us, we love you. Thank you so much. And I'd also like to say thank you to you, Jerson. Of course. And we will go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, if you want to find, follow us online, you can find us on Instagram at the underscore crown underscore cast. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us on the underscore crown cast. 
And we will talk to you again when we break all of this down on Wednesday, along with potentially the match for Nashville. It's going to be a lot. Goodbye. Queen City Podcast Network.com.